Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The 6-9 and nine Jets, the 10-5 and five Browns tonight on Thursday Night Football. Welcome back. We're Grant and Danny, live on 106.7 The Fan. Kick off your future with the law firm of Kondorian Murad. You can help protect your assets and update your will and trust. Schedule a free estate planning strategy with one of their Fairfax-based attorneys. Visit camlawyers.com and mention the show to score yourself a discount. That's camlawyers.com. We're at Rudy's Golf in Kingstown. Over in Alexandria today, we're featuring a double-deck driving range, top tracer tech, and a couple of putt-putt courses. they got a full restaurant. It's delicious. Fun for everyone in the fam. Visit rudysgolf.com. Rudy's Golf is the new go-to spot for golf and entertainment. The Browns have really taken off. Wins in three in a row. They beat Jacksonville, Chicago, and Houston. Three teams that are either good or playing well over the last few weeks. Now they've got the Jets and the Bengals a chance to round out the season at 12-5. and five Amazing. Under former coach of the year Kevin Stefanski. And a lot of this has started with them inserting Joe Flacco into the lineup. Unbelievable. It's not like he's lit it up, but you have to be impressed. Coming at 40 years old off the street uh, where he's been hanging out with, he's got like six kids, I think, just being a dad to taking the field and playing solid quarterback. Because that's been, all they need, by yeah, the way. it's been an incredible story with that, a great defense. That defense is outstanding. Miles Garrett is, if he's not the defensive player of the year, he's second or third. Uh, as a team, defensively, they're excellent. And they've got pieces on offense. Even, even without... Um, uh, Nick Chubb, who's been hurt for the majority of the year, they've still found a way to be able to be consistent enough through the running uh, running game with Drone Ford and, and Kareem Hunt. But they've got weapons, and you need somebody just to play a little bit of point guard, and Flacco's done that. It's been amazing. I know he's already won it once, but to me, Stavansky's the coach of the year. Four different quarterbacks keeping this thing afloat in a position to be in a pretty crowded AFC up the top of the field. I know there are other candidates that people maybe think are more deserving this year, but what they've done is pretty unbelievable. They're yeah. seven-and-a-half-point favorites tonight, by the way. Does that seem a little big deal? As well, they should be. No, not at all. Not I right? Mean, the Jets are awful. They are bad. We just saw this yeah. team. I know they were up big on Washington, but then they weren't. Yeah. They almost lost to a commander's team that for the first, what, two-and-a-half quarters of that game, it looked like they almost had completely checked out. Like, that's what it looks like where – 
teams just don't want their coach to keep mm-hmm. their job. And then they were in the lead all of a sudden. For the Jets, by the way, I think this whole year will be marred by their decision not to have a real backup quarterback. Yeah. And I don't even mean in the offseason, which is one thing. But Aaron Rodgers went down four snaps into the year. Joe Douglas, make something happen. We just talked about Joe Flacco, readily available. or You saw Josh Dobbs. I know it came to a crashing halt with the Vikings, but he gave them a couple of week boost and some mm-hmm. magic there. Teams all season long have been able to go out. Like, if they'd had anything. Man. I know that you and everyone else hates Carson Wentz, but you can't tell me he'd have been worse than Tim Boyle. The idea that they did nothing and just stood pat with Zach Wilson and a cast of misfit, misfit toys, I cannot believe they allowed this season to go as sideways as it did. I agree with you. It's inexcusable, to be honest with you. I mean, I know that you feel like you've got this cheap option uh, because he's on, on his you know, rookie deal in, in Zach Wilson, and you wanted to show faith there just in case he had to drive. But, my goodness, he can't drive. You can't do it. Uh, that, that was a huge missed opportunity for them. All right, more on Week 17 and the matchups beginning with tonight's and then Saturday's Detroit-Dallas game in just a few. But let's get to the BetQL guest hotline. Bet smarter to beat the books. Download the BetQL app. Visit BetQL.com. Our buddy, Ben Standing, who covers the Commanders for the Athletic, joins us now. Ben, wow, is all I can say. What a turn this season has taken. If I was to have told you three weeks ago that Sam Howe, while Rivera was saying he was definitively the future and that he'd found the long-term answer for Washington, was going to be benched in consecutive games and now not starting in Week 17 because they couldn't trust him against the 49ers as they turned to Brissett, what would you have said? <laughs> um, you know, expect the unexpected, I guess. You know, I, I, there was that one press conference. It was like sometime in October, or late October, maybe November, where he really, really started to lean into the, the this season's about the promising young quarterback. Like on multiple answers in a in, in a press conference, whatever the question was, he he shifted his answer to mentioning that. And after about the third one of those, I said, okay, well, if that's the case, are you committing to him for the rest of the season? Because you keep saying it's about him now. And he's like, well, you know, we'll have to see what happens, which, of course, was a sign of, well, I'm kind of just saying what I need to kind of say right now versus the reality. And, look, obviously, in fairness to him, I don't think any of us, you know, we could maybe imagine seeing a decline in Sam Howell, especially as the opposing defenses got better. And, you know, they have. But, you know, it was, what was it, a 1.7 QB rating last week was obviously – you know, really dismal, and the fact that Jacoby Brissett two weeks in a row has come in and you know really produced is uh, you know a sign, you know, an indication of how far down how has gone. Um, I do think it's a pretty interesting decision, and I'm not sure I would have made the same one that Rivera did. But at the same time, they you know they are dealing with him in the locker room. They you know they they know his mentality right now better than we do. You know, they have a better feel for the tape, no matter what any of us think. So you know. I get it if they felt they needed to, but it is, like you said, very, very, very dramatic turn from where this season was being touted as it's all about the young quarterback to now he's not even in the lineup. Yeah, since that Seattle game where he was really good, 312 yards, three touchdowns, completing 66% of his passes in, in a tough road loss, since then it's been two touchdowns, eight picks. He's been bad. I don't think even his most staunch defenders, Ben, could say otherwise. My question is why? How... Just it, it, walk us through how it's dropped off a cliff this badly. Yeah, I mean, you know, look, obviously over the course of the season, he's accumulating 
more tape and it's giving defenses more more of an opportunity to, to know what, what he's about, right? So I think that's got to be part of it. The defenses that they've been facing um, have been better, or at least the teams have been more consistently better, right? Their last win was against New England, the team that they are currently tied with uh, in the in the uh, draft order standings. Washington has a tiebreaker. Another team that beat Arizona would currently have the second pick, right? Uh, so, like, they're not, you know, they haven't been particularly good this year, Um in general, so that it's gotten better there. But I also think it's got to be he may have come down with a case of David Carr to some degree. It just feels like the last two games, you know, they're, every quarterback faces pressure every week. But it's not like the Rams and the Jets were hitting him at any crazy rate, certainly not compared to what we saw in the beginning of the year. And yet it felt like a guy who, you know, is seeing things. Like he Rivera even sort of said this the other day, maybe kind of seeing or feeling things that aren't exactly – there, holding, you know, still holding the ball too long, but now he's doing it. Um, you, you know, it, it's like, wait, what, what, what? You know, you're, you've got time. Go ahead and uh, and make a move. Um, the, the, co- the coaches have talked about him needing to be more decisive. I think that's a part of that is the pre-snap reads, and Jacoby Brissett has, as a veteran, seems to have a better grasp on what is the defense showing before he gets the ball and knowing where to go and with how. I think he's still sort of taking his time to process it. And, you know, I just think all these things have accumulated and I can't imagine he's got to be hurt to some degree. I mean, maybe there's no specific injury on the, on the injury report, but you know, as much punishment as he's taken this year, you know, I think all that's got to be factored in here. Ben standing of the athletic with us on Grant and Danny, who it sounds like you would start Hal this weekend. Still, am I wrong in saying that? I lost you for a second. Never say that again. Sounds like you would start Sam this weekend. I mean, look, the Niners present obviously massive problems. I, I guess my thing is, look, we all understand kind of where things stand with this coaching staff, and for them the future is probably just the next two games. But for the organization, like, don't you want to see it? can Sam Howe get through this? Like, I get it. Like, he's lost some confidence or whatever. I thought that was a good question today asked of Eric Yenemy by um, Nikki Jabala. Mm-hmm. It was like, hey, you're, you're, you're saying, you guys are saying you're sitting him to help him get back his confidence, but doesn't sitting him sort of der- perhaps derail the confidence because you're saying you're not that guy right now. I kind of want to see him battle through this. Now, maybe they just don't think he can um, or, or he can't right now. But I, to me, that's sort of a little bit of a ding. And now when if he doesn't play again this year and the new staff comes in, I, you know, I, they're not going to have that extra piece of data, and I would like to see that personally. But you know, again, the, the matchup is brutal. He was terrible last game, you know. So I, I get it to an extent, but I think I would still lean towards. I, I want to see what he's about. And this is a new circumstance. It's not just week four, week eight, week ten. It's boy, he's been terrible. This team has been terrible. Can he get off the? Can he get off the mat? Ben standing at the athletic with us here on G and D. So. The, the part that about the, there's a lot that drives me crazy about this, Ben, but you've touched on it, is Ron doing the uh, My Cousin Vinny while Mona Lisa Vito testifies at the trial. That sort of like walk around the courtroom, like, look how great I am because I discovered this because Sam Howell's awesome. And now it's we, we can't play him against a good team because he might get hurt or he's bad or something like that. Like, I can't escape those things. This whole year was supposed to be about Sam Howell until it wasn't. So what's it about now? Yeah, no, for sure. And one of the, you know, as, as Grant knows, you know, you have fun debates in the media room 
all the time, and one we had this week was, does Ron Rivera have much of a choice here? Does he have to sit Sam Howell when he, because he's got to think of the other 52 players, right? That's It's a standard argument. We can always make it. But I'm like, well, wait a minute. He That wasn't the argument he was making when he was saying the season is all about the young quarterback. He wasn't factoring in the other 52 guys. When they had that, you know, when they lost to the Giants the first time, scoring seven points after they finished poorly on offense against Atlanta, after they lost to the Bears, seemed like that was an opportunity to say we need a spark as a team. Let's consider Brissett, but he didn't do that. I don't think he was thinking of the other 52 guys. And even the decision in January, right, to do to six days after the season to declare the, the, the fifth-round pick with one career start is my QB1 going into the offseason or, you know, going into the offseason – don't even know who the OC is yet. Don't know who the backup quarterback or competition is yet. I, is that thinking of the other 52 players at that point? No. I think it was taking a risk that they could develop a young quarterback. And, look, there were times this year where it looked like it was heading in that direction. But, yeah, everything was built towards Sam, towards Sam Howe. For better or for worse, that's where it went. So to, to take it out, to, to go away from that with two games to go – I don't, you know, I mean, again, unless you're telling me he's just mentally fried, which I, you know, I would be surprised at, but if that's the case, again, they know more than we do, but that, that, you know, the whole year has been set up for this as to take him out now is, yeah, like, it's kind of like, eh, I don't, I don't, I don't get the point. Is Rivera saying that Brissett's going to start both of these games or only so far saying he's going to start this one? Uh... You know what? I, I, I think he's, I think I think next week is potentially still up in the air. I'll be honest; I've been like uh, sick the last couple of days, so my brain isn't working. But I, I don't think we have had a d- definitive answer on on Dallas week yet. And like, it would make sense to, you know, give Sam ha- give Sam ha- Sam Howell a rest this week and potentially bring him back after that. I mean, he's already seen Dallas, so even though that game obviously went terribly, it, at least he's something he would be familiar with, and I think that would be. A good move, but yeah, I think we'll probably wait and see a little bit here uh, on what happens. I just think it's funny that there's a possibility, like they're going to lose likely to San Fran. They're twelve and a half point dogs, but Brissett could play really well. Their offense could hum a little bit, and then you go back to Sam, and it's just kind of like such a fitting way for his four years of quarterbacking decisions to end. To mean that making another change, and for it not to make a lot of sense, I guess. And by the way, I would go back to Sam. I just wouldn't have Jacoby playing this week as it is. But I, long-winded way of saying this really is an, an incredible way for this all to come to a close. <laughs> it, re- it really is. I mean, it's, um, you know, look, I, I, like I said, I think deciding to go with Sam Howe, I said this in the real time, saying it back then was partly a, a, a distraction just to have everybody stop talking about the fact that they collapsed at the end of last year and the Carson Wentz deal. And I think that worked. And, you know, again, Sam Howe did almost everything you could ask him to do considering the circumstances throughout the offseason program into the start of the season. You know, that throw he made, that touchdown throw to McLaurin in the Denver game was about as pretty as a throw as I've seen this year from any quarterback. Um, he's done some really good things, and that's why, you know, I'm not completely writing him off for the future, but at the same time, obviously, this regression late has made it such that you, you know, you, know you, you talked at the top about how crazy things have been. I never was thinking they would be in position for a top three or four pick, um, you know, a few back at that, say, Seattle game. I didn't think they were going to fall down that much 
you figure they win somewhere here and there. Um, and, and now that completely changes the calculus on how too, because you, you know, for the people out there saying, don't take a quarterback, maybe you don't, but if you're not thinking about it, you're crazy. You have to consider it now in part because, you know, he hasn't played as well. Benjamin, how should we feel about Chase Young's return? I'm of the belief that even if he has like seven sacks, like has a Jared Allen against Washington game or, or something crazy, we shouldn't care. It was never going to happen here, and, and what he does away from here doesn't affect me at all, but I think I'm probably in the minority on that. How, how should we be feeling? Yeah, yeah. well, you know, it's funny. so I had a, a story up today with my colleague Matt Barrows who covers the Niners, sort of, you know, his, pers- you know, his view as, as the Niners reporter covering Chase and me talking about kind of what went wrong here, and it sounds like he's sort of the same player here that he was there. The difference, or there that he was here, the difference is that here the expectations were sky high. He was supposed to be, you know, the star of the team, the guy who's going to Pro Bowls and all these kinds of things. And instead, it just, you know, it never quite worked out. We, we all know the reasons as to why. Whereas there, he's not expected to be the star. Um, he's, he's just one of the guys, but. Um, Matt was saying that he's basically their second-best defensive end after Nick Bosa, who is, of course, one of the best players in the league. And Chase is not asked to carry the load. He's just asked to be a piece. And he, since he's been there, the Niners' sack totals have gone way up. Bosa, I think, has gone from three sacks to ten since Chase has been there. So he's not putting up the numbers, but his presence, to some degree, is helping. But that's not what we here view him as. We don't view him as a guy who's only a complimentary piece. So... Yeah, if he gets – if he has a massive day. Let me say a couple things about that real quick. Sorry to cut you off. Number one, that that has never been what he was supposed to be. (laughs) Like, And and you know this. I'm not trying to tell you this. But when you're drafted number two and everyone's promising, you know, the next Reggie White, like the idea that other guys benefit from him being on the field as he doesn't really put up many numbers is just not what it was supposed to be, So starting with that. But the other thing I would say is – Look, you're talking to someone who covered the Niners, so they know better than I do. But I've watched all their games, and, I mean, he does have, I think it's right at two and a half sacks now in, like, six games. Um, that having been said, he's got two or three games where he didn't have a statistical uh, stat. One of those he did have a sack on a, on a two-point conversion. But I guess, like, some of those are, like, cleanup numbers. I see they give him a lot of credit for the, the breakout of Bosa. That dude's been a DPOY candidate. Like, the breakout was probably coming anyway. So, I don't know. I I'm not so sure if, if like he's making Nick Bosa good. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so yeah. So just to be clear, like I, yeah, I agree. I don't. I don't necessarily think that he is. I'm just saying it's purely the different perception. Like I mentioned in our story, I get what you're here, saying. You know, all of the hype with Chase Young included for us as reporters. If Chase Young talked, you needed to be there because he might say something, and you know he's one of those guys that would move the needle here, right? Over there on a team that has Bosa, Trent Williams, Debo Samuel. Brock Purdy now, whatever. He uh, Matt was telling me that Chase Young is basically sits in his locker and the media doesn't bother him. And I think that's sort of like my hat. Like it's it's such a difference, and it's just, it's like the same things are happening, but here the expectations were so much higher. It's incredibly disappointing, and there the expectations are just be a piece to help, and therefore it seems fine. And I, and I think that's the difference between how everybody's kind of looking at him right now. From our perspective in D.C., obviously it's just you know. It's one of the several uh, things that went wrong uh, under this era, for sure. Ben, thank you as always, buddy. Appreciate it, man. Yes, sir, fellas. Have a happy holidays. Ben Standig of The Athletic on Grant and Danny here on The Fan. 
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good insight from him. All right, let's go through the schedule, some things that stand out this week. We mentioned the Jets and the Browns. Only ramification postseason-wise from this game tonight. Hang on. I'm a little start and stoppy in this. I'm, I thought I had a sneeze coming. I really needed to sneeze. What looking, happened to the sneeze? Well, I, I was looking up at the lights, hoping that would do it, but then it went away. Does that I, work for you? That's never worked for me. I sneeze into the light. No, dude, it's big time. That you works? look up at a light right when you got a sneeze. Normally it delivers the goods. Only thing that does it for me is i got to put my finger and block my nostrils. Like I'm pretending that I have a mustache, even though I do with my beard. I'm not familiar with that but, one. You know, i got to go like uh, – I'll show you. You can describe what I'm doing. So it's like if I'm about to sneeze, I go – well, like, yeah, i got to cover it. Yeah, you did pretty good. You just yeah. put, push your finger up yeah. to your nose. You push your finger right up there. Not picking your nose. It's, it's, it's perpendicular. That's uh, absolutely ludicrous. Thank, thank you, you very much, Coach. Uh, the Browns are trying to cement themselves as the five seed, maybe get a more favorable matchup, I guess, if you're the five seed in the playoffs than if you fall a little lower as the six seed. Um, but otherwise, Cleveland's going to be in, and we know the Jets are going to be out. Saturday, as you mentioned, Detroit and Dallas feels big, doesn't it? NFC playoff picture right now, the 11-4 Lions, the 10-5 Cowboys. Now, Detroit has won the North. Dallas is probably a wild card, so it doesn't really matter if Dallas is a wild card, which of these two teams finishes ahead of the other in the standings. But the Cowboys still have a shot, unlikely, but a shot to win the division in the NFC, at which point if they won the NFC East, then they'd be fighting with Detroit for seeding based on those records. Yeah, absolutely. So Detroit's going to win that division, to your point. They're pretty much Already lo- have. Yeah, they're pretty much locked in to that three seed. I suppose technically maybe something could happen, but I think they're pretty locked in there. So for Dallas's perspective, this is a big one. Detroit's got a, lot of, a little bit of yeah but to them where they don't have a great road win uh, at, at this point in the season. This would go a long way to kind of cementing people's feeling about them, that they're that good, right? You go to Dallas where they've played way better than they have on the road. You beat a really good team that's vying for the one seed. Pretty damn impressive. Uh, Otherwise, schedule starting with Sunday. How about this game? This is going to be great. One o'clock kick. I'm going to have to have this one on the computer. This is the one right here. In the press box at FedEx Field. 11-4 Dolphins, 12-3 Ravens. The ramifications here are the top of the AFC. Baltimore's in a really good spot after, and I was wrong about this. My hand is up, Danny Ruye style, left hand up. Who are we? The Baltimore Ravens. 
I thought the San Francisco 49ers were going to destroy them, and I was wrong about this. Uh, but Baltimore 12-3, and assuming they beat Miami, they're going to be the one seed in the AFC. If they lose, though, Miami at 12-4 and will enter the final week of the season tied with the Ravens for the best records in the AFC, and they'd have the tiebreaker. They are still alive for the one seed. They are, and they play the Bills in the final week of the season, by the way. So they would w- they'd pretty much cement the division if they win this game this weekend against Baltimore. I think they lose both, and the Bills win the division. Spoiler alert. Ooh, how about them apples? Yeah, but this is a marquee one. So Baltimore, I've, I've been hammering this for weeks, and you know, at least was validated for one night. But I'm going, seems like nobody's talking about the Ravens. Everyone's eyes are elsewhere. Like, did Dak uh, break wind? What does that mean for his legacy? Meanwhile, Baltimore's scoring 30 points a game and is the, one of the best defenses in the sport, and they throttled San Francisco. I don't think that's how it's going to go if they rematch and they might play again in the Super Bowl, but Baltimore's really good. But a tough little stretch here for them. They passed that first test with flying colors. Another game that I'll be keeping close tabs on this weekend is the Rams and the Giants. I'm in on L.A. I'm falling for this team. Do you know how good Matt Stafford has been lately? The answer is very. Last four games, he's got 14 touchdowns and one interception. They're 8-7 and seven right now, but if you take a dive into the NFC playoff picture, they have a chance still. I think they're probably going to be the sixth seed, but to be a favorite maybe, depending on what happens in the opening round. Now, if they get Detroit, they wouldn't be, but how funny would that matchup be? Very. Matt Stafford going back to Ford Field, Rams, Lions, and Detroit standing between them and their first playoff win at home in decades would be Stafford. Good old friend Matt Stafford. Yeah, they're only, I wouldn't want to see them team. They're only lost since their bye week on the road in overtime against Baltimore, the aforementioned Ravens. They are nasty, this Rams team is. I don't think defensively they're good enough to really beat a Detroit maybe on the road or you know, beat San Francisco if they need that game in the last week of the season. But be that as it may, the Rams are formidable right now. Steelers-Seahawks is going to be intriguing. 405 game on Sunday, 8-7. and seven. Pittsburgh, 8-7, and seven. Seattle. Uh, Rudolph, the red-nosed quarterback. Mason Rudolph had a huge game. Christmas week, as you'd imagine. Uh, the Seahawks, though, tough place to go play in Seattle. I would think Rudolph will get the call. Pickett might be able to come back. Uh, but if Pittsburgh wins, they're still alive in the AFC. And, you know, the big stat everyone always uses, Mike Tomlin's always over 500. Yep. That is still very much on the line for them. It is in play. I mean, after losing to a couple two-win teams, they still have a chance to do it. It's remarkable. For Seattle's perspective, Pittsburgh at home at Arizona on the road. There, there's now discussion of maybe shutting Kyler Murray down again because he's sick this week or something. I have no idea. But I, that's why I've argued all along that Seattle's going to get into the postseason. I'm curious about, when you mentioned Kyler Murray, the Cardinals, and if they draft a quarterback. Oh, by the way, uh-huh. Seattle at this moment is in. They're the last team in at 8-7. and seven. One game better than Minnesota. They're going to start Jaron Hall against the Green Bay Packers at home. Their rookie quarterback will make his second start from Brigham Young University. Uh, some of the notes from around the NFL this weekend. Here is the Thursday night Super Boost. We end oh, every we one of these Come Rudy on, GP. shows. Give it to me. With Danny telling me if he's going to take my super boost or not. I liked it last week. And did it go? Did it hit? Almost hit at halftime. Yeah. I mean, it. We nailed it, didn't it we? Big hit did last we? week. Did we nail it? Two weeks ago, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amari Cooper okay. and Brees Hall okay. to each record 60 plus scrimmage yards. Amari Cooper, wide receiver one, Cleveland See, Browns. Because he's coming off the 200 yard game, so everyone's going, of course, he'll just do that again. That's a Sauce Gardner situation, though, my friend. That is. I do not love it. 
265, 109, 77 in his last three. Yep. He had three games before that where he didn't get over 40. Mm-hmm. 98, 139, 89 before that. So if you're looking at it, it's only three of the last nine games where he didn't get to that total. Yep. Brees Hall is pretty consistently averaged roughly 2.6 yards per carry for about two months. Now, Brees Hall's good, but, you know. By the way. <laughs> Basic 11 men boxes. I'm so glad they did. Why did Washington do the bit on that final Jets drive where no one was around Brees Hall? They literally, the whole way down the field for the game-winning field goal. All right, guys, back it up. And thank God for Zerline making that field goal. But they, they, I'm not even doing a bit. Look at the game log. They checked it down to Brees Hall on the same little check down route for four yards, and then he ran after the catch. Yeah. Four times in a row. Washington's strategy was to get guys tired from running around being so open. Right, it didn't work, but that was the strategy. I saw what they were doing there. Smart. I don't think I could take this. Smart Brees stuff. Hall, ninety-five rushing yards against Washington. Everybody else, no. This is a no. Before that, 12, 40, 16, 25, 23, 28. This is Jay Schrader in the flat. A hard pass. I'm not doing it. That's a no from me, dog. Right. Do not do this boost. I will sit it out as well. Yeah. We got to wish a happy birthday to our buddy Money Metal Chris. Yeah. Uh, one year older. How old are you? 25. I 25 years old. Oh, 45, he said. Oh, different. I thought he said 25. Mm. Those two numbers are different. Very. I thought he was younger than 45. I, I would have said 25. I, I wouldn't have, but it, you're nice to say that. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> Happy birthday, buddy. I'm, he's like, I'm just being serious. I'm, I'm just being serious. For Money Metal, the birthday boy, and Ryan out here. Here at we go. Rudy's Golf. Uh, and our crew back in our D.C. studios, Darius and Slick Vic Ferreira, Grant and Danny saying so long. We're back at it with Commander Survivor. Jay Gruden at 5 tomorrow. Live show starting at 2 on the fan. Keep it right here for Toby Overtime coming up next. Thank you for coming. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.